New York is the city that never sleeps, and neither does Sal Licata. From Flushing in the Bronx to the Meadowlands in MSG, Sal sounds off on the biggest sports news of the day. Welcome to WFAN Daily with Sal Licata. Hello again, and welcome to another edition of WFAN Daily with your host, Sal Licata. Do me a favor. I mean, if you guys, and I appreciate each and every one of you listening to this, but if you guys want to be a part of this podcast, and I want you to be that, please email us. I know it's a pain in the ass. Like, you'd rather just tweet, hey, Sal, how about this or how about that? That's cool, too. But for the sake of the podcast, I I need you guys to email WFANDaily at gmail.com. I don't even give a what you ask about. It could be anything. It could be the Mike and the Mad Dog days, the Doink the Clown costume, stuff on Twitter, whatever it is. That is on your mind that you want to know, you want to have me answer. Shoot us an email, wfandaily at gmail.com, and I will answer it in our weekly mailbag episode. We've done one of them so far. It was a lot of fun. I love the interaction. So hit us up on the email, wfandaily at gmail.com. As for today's podcast, by the way, don't forget to download, rate, subscribe, wherever you listen to your podcast. Appreciate it. You know, one thing I was thinking of, and you've heard, I mean, maybe you haven't, but I'll, I'll repeat myself. We've talked about the Mets a lot, obviously, throughout the course of the offseason. Me personally, whether it be on the fan with BT 10 to 2 or on Baseball Night in New York on SNY. And while I was excited about this offseason, thinking that, you know, King Cohen would flex his financial muscle and go get Yamamoto, and they tried. But they fell short and ultimately ended in disappointment and dejection. And we knew that there wasn't going to be much after that. But And I kind of gave them, not the benefit of the doubt, but I was understanding. And a lot of times fans are irrational and not understanding. And generally that's me. But in this particular case, I was like, you know what? I know he's a great owner. He'll show it eventually, you know, being back at the top uh, as far as spending every single offseason to build this team in a winner. Obviously, we know what the payroll's at, the luxury tax threshold. So it's not like he's not spending, but it's just that they spent bad money. So Steve Cohen and the Mets are waiting for that to come down, trying to build a sustained winner. Okay, fine. So I'm understanding of that, not chasing. And I didn't love Blake Snell for the Mets anyway. Montgomery I liked, but realized that it's not going to be in their price point. However, I'd be lying to you and to myself if I didn't admit that while I'm understanding of their plan, it bothers me. And it's frustrating. It's dejecting. It's deflating. I mean, this is supposed to be the greatest time of the year for baseball fans. Opening day is a month away. I mean, think about it. Actually, technically less than a month away now. Opening day is near. And the Mets are going into a season not ready to build a, or or not ready to field a legitimate team that can compete for even the division. Forget about the World Series. I know the Braves are good, and so are the Phillies, and that's, you know, different type of hurdles, but, like, why would you ever accept going into a year where, in most scenarios that you can think of, the Mets are going to be, at best, a third-place team? And the thing that really bothers me is that they know it, and they choose, in one aspect, they're being disciplined, which I respect, but they choose to not make the moves necessary to field a team that could be more competitive. 
And the most glaring example of that, Will Salmon of The Athletic yesterday talked about the Mets showing interest in Michael Lorenzen. And then Andy Martino followed up with a column talking about the Mets had interest in Julio Tehran. Now, if the Mets are showing interest in these guys, the same way that I was talking about you know, with the DH uh, a couple of weeks ago, I even forget who the hell the guy is that they were looking at, but it was some, oh yeah, no, they brought in Choi. They brought in, they brought in Choi to compete for the DH spot. And I'm like, okay, well, by you bringing in Choi to compete, you are acknowledging that you need a DH, and yet you're not getting a real DH. And then by acknowledging or, or by looking into Michael Lorenzen and you know Julio Tehran, they're acknowledging that they need pitchers. And we all know that they need a DH. We all know that they need pitchers. But they're going bargain bin shopping again. And the Mets have to understand. See, they're trying to understand why we don't understand. They need to understand that we've been down this fucking road too many times before. And while it is different because Steve Cohen is the owner and I expect things to be different moving forward, it still hurts and it's still frustrating to go into a year knowing that you have glaring needs, knowing that there are fixes readily available, and knowing that you're not doing about it. That's frustrating. I don't care what type of Met fan you are, how optimistic you are, how much you believe in Steve, you know, how much discipline you want them to show because it means ultimately getting back, you know, under the luxury tax threshold, hopefully spending the money smarter this time, maybe building a sustained winner. I don't care how much you believe in that. And I do believe in that stuff. All those things that I just said, I believe that they they should be doing to help build a sustained winner. Be disciplined. Don't go chasing. Don't go sign a bad contract just because you have a certain need. However, seeing it in print with Choi or Lorenzen, it, it, it's bothersome. Like, it's a problem. This is New York. This is the Mets. Maybe, and I was thinking about this today, why don't they just come up with an idea to be able to go get Jordan Montgomery? Because they're going to need a pitcher anyway next year. And why not just defer all the money to years two, three, four, five, however you want to work it out, spread it out, sign it maybe to a little bit longer deal and load it on the back end or in the middle of it, just not this year. So you get the pitcher for this year, you're better for it, you have him locked up for future years, and you don't have to pay the luxury tax threshold because you're getting him to defer most of the money, just like the fucking Dodgers did. Sorry for cursing, it's... Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Not really part of my character, but it is very frustrating. Oh, I should say it's not part of my on-air uh, persona. I, I, you know, off the air, it is what it is. And But in the podcast, I could do it. And I, I'm, I'm very frustrated with this, so I feel the need to let it out. But the Dodgers are doing it. Why can't the Mets do it? 
And I'm not saying you got to go nuts about it, but Jordan Montgomery, who's still unsigned, Blake Snell as well. And I think Blake Snell a better fit for the Yankees, and maybe the Yankees could figure something out. You know, for the Yankees, it doesn't make sense to kick the can down the road. You'd want to pay Blake Snell now, bite the bullet on the luxury tax threshold because the Yankees are trying to win a World Series. The Mets are not. So two different stories here. But I think Jordan Montgomery, while he would help either team, he would be a better fit for the Mets, and Snell would be a better fit for the Yankees. And yet both these teams sitting on their hands. But it's just frustrating. I mean, at least the Yankees got Juan Soto. And they got Juan Soto. Yankee fans are excited. I'm excited. I'm not even a Yankee fan. I'm excited. I understand their excitement. I'm excited to watch Juan Soto. I'm excited to watch Aaron Judge and some of the younger Yankees and Garrett Cole. Yankees have high hopes. I'm excited to see them compete with the Baltimore Orioles in the AL East, the Blue Jays, the Rays. The Yankees have as good a chance as anybody else. I don't think they're going to win it, but they're favorites, and they could win it. And not only could they win the division, they could go win the World Series. So it's fun getting excited and hopeful. Spring brings on hope or something like that. Spring, hope is eternal. I don't know. I don't know the saying. But you're supposed to be excited and hopeful about the season. And while I'm sure, and and a part of me is too, even about the Mets, just because I miss baseball and love it and want to see it back, and you hope that they could overachieve, and I think that they could, and maybe sneak into a wild card spot or at least keep things interesting for a full season and chase that wild card spot. The reality is I can't really get that excited because deep down I know that they're not doing all they can to put the best team out there this year. And I know that their rotation stinks. I mean, come on, who are we fooling? They need Sean Manaya to be his best. They need Severino to be at his best. Those are two major ifs right there. They already lose Kodai Senga, who was, in my mind, a question mark because I didn't think he was going to be as good as he was a year ago. And you worry about his durability because already he likes to pitch on you know every sixth day as opposed to five days. So I love Senga. I love his competitive nature. But I think he, I don't want to say, well, I was going to say overachieved. And I think he did to a certain extent last year. Could he be that good moving forward consistently? You hope so. I'm not so sure, though, he could be an ace. He's maybe a number two, but a great number three, the way that he was a year ago. Being an ace, I mean, he's got to go deeper into games. He's got to be able to pitch every five days. So he's not an ace anyway, and now he's out. And whether he's an ace or not, he was their best pitcher. So the Mets, who could field a decent lineup? I mean, we get caught up in third base and Vientos and Beatty, and I don't love that, but you could live with it, and maybe you get one of those two guys to produce. All right, the DH spot, do I love it? No, but maybe Vientos or DJ Stewart takes the reins and puts up some numbers. Marte back healthy. Like You can paint a good picture. Nemo, Alonzo, Lindor, McNeil bounce back. Alvarez, I think, is going to be an absolute beast. So you can paint a picture. The, the bullpen, I think, is going to be good getting Diaz back, and they have some decent arms back there. I think the bullpen will be fine. I mean, it may not be great, but I think it'll be fine. The problem is, while you look at the lineup and say, okay, we can work with this, while you look at the bullpen and say, okay, we can work with this, <clears throat> excuse me, you look at that rotation and you know that you can't work with it. And what bothers me the most is they know as well. Because if they didn't know, they wouldn't be looking to add an arm. Julio Tehran, Lorenzen, they're looking to fill out, you know, the, the depth of the of the starting staff 
with guys that are borderline major leaguers. And that's not something I think any Met fan could get behind. If you had an ace and a legitimate number two, sure, I don't care. Bring in Lorenzen or take a shot on Tehran. Doesn't matter. But they just lost their best pitcher and they're trying to fill that void with two guys who are fringe major leaguers. And that pisses me off. All right, that does it for this edition of WFAN Daily. Please don't forget to download, rate, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, and send us an email, wfandaily at gmail.com. We'll answer it, whatever questions you have, on an upcoming mailbag episode. We'll see you later.